Galaxy.com. I'm Josh Gessman, along with Wendy Thomas, and on today's show, we're going to catch you up on all the LA Galaxy news that's come out since our last show. We've got roster moves, drafts, TAM, and player negotiations, and it looks like the team is slowly, ever so slowly, taking shape. It even looks like the LA Galaxy have a couple new goalkeepers ready to make a splash. Still, questions remain around Alan Gordon and Omar Gonzalez, and with the league dropping cash, how will it affect both of those guys? It all starts right now on a special off-season production of corner of the galaxy. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here's your host, Josh Getzman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, a special off-season production. As I said, Wendy Thomas joining me as well. We're going to get that voiceover fixed here in the off-season, I promise. I have promised. I will, I will continue to make that promise. We've got a bunch to talk about, talking everything LA Galaxy since the end of the season. Uh, it should be a fun time. Uh, I, I guess there's, there certainly is going to be some confusion. There's going to be a lot of talk. Uh, we've got talk about Omar Gonzalez, Alan Gordon, um, everybody else in between and, and here and there. And hopefully in the second segment here, we're going to be able to take your calls live as well. But Wendy, I want to say personally, I, I never got to say it. Happy Thanksgiving to you. A happy Thanksgiving to you, Josh. I know it's been, it's been what, a couple weeks since Thanksgiving, it feels like. Um, but nonetheless, trying to, trying to stay caught up with this. And then Christmas coming up very soon. So I know, I know. Have you done your holiday shopping? No. No, not not. <laughs> yeah, that. I wait for I wait till the last minute. Yeah, that's where you get all the good deals, and also it seems to be where I'm able to focus enough to actually get it done. So, um, yeah, you've got that sense of urgency. Yeah, it's like writing a paper in college, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I didn't write it good until it was due in like four and a half hours. So, <laughs> Arizona State University uh, 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 education there. So I think that's how it works. But uh, Wendy, a lot of LA Galaxy news. We have a ton of LA Galaxy news, as a matter of fact. Um, so much stuff. I'm, I don't know if we can quite get to all of it in even an hour, but we're going to attempt it and go through some things. I was wondering if there's anything that sticks out in your mind. Really, I have no order to anything. Um, lots of stuff to talk about. Is there anything that sticks out in your mind that you say, this is the most pressing issue for the LA Galaxy right now, and we need to talk about it? Well, I don't know about in terms of pressing issues. I mean, if there is a discussion about the pressing issues for the uh, galaxy. I would be asking Bruce about how he plans to take the 11 players who are starting 11 from last season and put them on the field in such a way that they make sense and work well together and form cohesive partnerships and stuff like that. However, in terms of issues that I think are interesting, I am very interested in the $800,000 of targeted allocation money, which MLS has distributed to all of the different MLS teams. And I want to know how the LA Galaxy is going to spend that cash. Yeah, Tam Tam, Tam Tam, Tam Tam Tam. This is uh, something that was alluded to by a lot of reporters before... Uh, or, or before the season ended last year, that MLS was going to somehow infuse more cash, and it was something that we had prognosticated about when... when the, Indeed, I wrote an article in which I prognosticated this very event. So that's amazing. And where can you find that article? <laughs> it probably well, wasn't like, for I us. remember I gave about six options for how the LA Galaxy could feasibly keep Omar Gonzalez back when they created this mechanism and he became a non-DP. And one of them was that the league is just going to infuse 
every team with cash at the beginning of each year if it finds that this mechanism is successful. Yeah, so uh, as Wendy said, two infusions of cash in 2016 and 2017, $800,000 each year uh, in targeted allocation funds, that is uh, targeted allocation money as in TAM. Uh, So if you hear TAM, that's what they're talking about. Uh, It looks like MLS decided this was a great idea uh, after giving some TAM to teams in 2015, something the LA Galaxy used to, of course, pay down Omar Gonzalez's salary from a designated player and uh, kept him on the team and were able to sign Giovanni Dos Santos. Um, so it looks like here we go again, uh, uh, another infusion of cash in which I think, Wendy, we're going to find the LA Galaxy trying to use that money on Omar Gonzalez again. Yeah, I know. And I told you that I was creating a little Excel spreadsheet trying to figure out exactly all the different ways in which we can pay our players, you know, using pivot tables and whatnot. Yes. And his salary absorbs a huge chunk. It makes a huge impact when you remove him from being a DP to a non-DP. All that discretionary money really is just sucked up. But I wanted to ask you, Josh, what do you think of the league's um, use or implementation of this mechanism and as a way of bringing more talent to the league. It, it's kind of a way of, of bringing in like a designated player without calling them one. So I'm a little disappointed that it couldn't be a more across-the-board infusion of cash that would allow uh, some of the younger guys to make a little bit more money, although that's really a, a CBA thing that, that needs to be negotiated out. Um, but I would have liked to seen the middle of the roster get more of this uh, this TAM, so that way you could create some depth. Because I think if you're looking at the LA Galaxy or or any team in MLS, the thing you notice whenever they go up against internationals, Wendy, is that there's something missing in the depth there. There's something that's not 100% okay. It's whenever you go to the bench that MLS teams seem to suffer. And because of that, I'd like to see more money spent in the middle of the bench there instead of, again, at one end of the bench or, or, or the other. So it's a little disappointing to me. I think the MLS Players Union is a little disappointed as it. It's sort of convoluted and weird rules and, you know, all sorts of other things that you uh, that you have whenever you have Major League Soccer. But uh, bottom line, it, it sort of shows me that the that the league doesn't quite trust teams to make smart allocation of this money if they're making it so narrow. Yeah, I mean, I do think the league wants to incentivize teams to do more scouting and sign new players because one of the um, conditions of the mechanism is that if teams do not use the money by the end of 2017, it will revert back to the league. Right. But it's interesting that you mentioned that you think that um, you know, you'd like to see some of the players get more money because I can understand if I was one of the owners exactly why they would be doing this. One is obviously to preserve leverage within collective bargaining negotiations by not giving away something which they would ordinarily procure concessions from um, the players, you know, in order to do. But another one is that I can understand that, you know, when people say that our players need to make more money, I think that it, it ignores sort of the fact that I, I don't know how much MLS salaries are artificially deflated when it comes to um, some of the players because there's a global marketplace for talent. And if tons of MLS players were earning half their true value, then wouldn't we see more of them going overseas? That suggests to me that they're being paid at their true value and that the the league wants to come up with creative mechanisms to bring in different talent. Wendy, you're, you're hitting on my absolute favorite thing in the whole wide world, which is you are only worth what somebody will pay for you and not a cent until that happens. All uh, right. Capitalism. I, I, yeah, well, in, in a way, especially in sports leagues, that's what it is. I mean, how, you know, whenever they talk about giant contracts in Major League Baseball and they say, oh, he's not worth that much money. It's like, oh, no, he is because somebody paid paid that much for him. That's how much he's worth now. Um, it doesn't matter whether it's overpaid or underpaid. That's his worth in the market. That's what they got. So I, I certainly think that in a completely free market, that probably makes sense. I still feel like MLS is, is closed and shuttered. And because the players, a lot of them are American players, um, they they get downgraded to some of that. But honestly, Wendy, you're right. If they played so great um, that they were that there was a demand for these players on the international market, then their prices would go up. We talk about Giassi Zardis possibly being worth quote unquote millions of dollars <laughs> in a transfer. And I, you know, I think somebody on Twitter told me, and I don't remember who it is, so I'm not trying to steal it, but they said they said, you know, uh, every every league is littered with uh, with 
players who were worth millions. Um, and so until somebody puts down the cash and actually wants Giassi's artist and it's worth millions, then that's when he's worth millions. And quite honestly, it doesn't seem like there's this huge demand for him. Um, you have a couple rumors of him uh, at one point going to Reading. I think that's sort of fallen through since they sacked their manager who was actually pulling for uh, Giassi's artist. Um, but other than that, what, who is who was the other team that I'm forgetting? Do, do you know who um, the, Genk. It, yeah. Genk in the Belgian Pro League. So in the Belgian Pro League, Genk, there you go. I mean, there, there's, your, there's your market for Giassi's artist. Now, I think that Giassi's artist would be good to stay here in L.A. I think that it helps his development more in L.A. Yes, he's a U.S. men's national team player. Yes, he has more caps as a first-year U.S. men's national team player. I think he tied uh, Carlos Bocanegra. Did he tie him or did he pass him? I don't remember. I think he passed them. Okay, passed so them. so he passed them, becoming that that most capped like first year player, and and that's amazing and that's great. Um, I don't think his game is one hundred percent developed, and I think that maybe he is a little overvalued. Um, quite honestly, from what I see from him, I still think he's a great player. Still think he'd be a great player for the LA Galaxy at uh, at striker. Um, I don't love him in the midfield, and Jurgen Klinsmann seems to love him in the midfield more than more than at striker. So hey, it's just just my opinion. But anyway, so. Uh, so that's sort of the the Tam argument. Now the argument with Omar Gonzalez gets gets kind of um, pointed as far as what needs to happen in order to keep him. We're going to be talking a lot about Kevin Baxter and his reporting of the LA Galaxy because, quite honestly, Kevin went through and pretty much dropped updates on everybody that we're going to be talking about. We asked Kevin to come on the show. He's traveling, couldn't make it, so I asked him to come on at a later date. He said he would do that, and we'll have a nice discussion with him. We've had him on the show many times. It's always good to have Kevin Baxter from the LA Times. So if we reference Kevin Baxter, it's one of his two articles that he published recently about uh, the LA Galaxy, and one was about LAFC where he dropped a little hint that, uh, that a certain goalkeeper was coming. Uh, Dan Kennedy is basically rumored to have uh, have already signed for the LA Galaxy in a deal that will be announced later this week. Uh, we're recording on a Monday night, which probably means Tuesday morning. Then for sure they'll definitely announce it. So that way this podcast seems out of date. Uh, that's usually what they do whenever I, I record something ahead of time. So nonetheless, the LA Galaxy looks like they have uh, Dan Kennedy for draft picks. There was lots of rumors of Wendy going around that they were going to have to trade Omar Gonzalez for him, uh, that they were going to have to trade Giassi Zardes. That was my favorite laughable one, that they, somehow the LA Galaxy would get rid of Giassi Zardes to Dallas for Dan Kennedy, who's sucking up $230,000 of cap space as their third keeper. Yeah, that was never, ever, ever going to happen, especially since Dallas has a great young keeper who I think they're going to be, I think he's going to be their starter from now on, don't you think? Yeah, it, it probably probably will be, um, although he did show some of his naivete in uh, in the playoffs, so I, I think it's a learning experience he'll, he'll probably, it's uh, Jesse Gonzalez, I believe, is that? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, he stopped two penalties, remember, in the game against Seattle, That's I mean, right. he's only 20 years old, and he's incredibly bright, and really, I mean, I, I thought, I was impressed at a 20-year-old keeper you know, was able to perform so well under such conditions. But no, I mean, Dan Kennedy, I, I think the consensus is basically that this is a trade which makes sense. I mean, first of all, the LA Galaxy never uses its draft picks. So they, you know, they got Ignacio Maganto this yes. year. And and, and, and they probably passed. On, on, on the, <laughs> Bruce Arena is, I think, the only MLS coach ever to pass on a draft pick. He's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, we know we don't really take because of the academy depth, and I mean the Los Angeles Galaxy has much more depth than other teams, and so we can afford to dispose of our draft picks. And I think that uh, Dan, since he played for Chivas USA, he's he's a Fullerton native. He's obviously very familiar with playing the StubHub Center. He obviously knows LA climate. This is this is a move which made sense, particularly when we knew that Donovan Ricketts was going to be. <clears throat> you know, walking off into the goalkeeping post in the sky in terms of his <laughs> memoless career, you yes. know, just waving, waving goodbye. So we instead we have Dan Kennedy, uh, Clement Diop, and Brian Rowe as our keeper sister. Yeah, and we have to even update the 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 Diop rumor is that he has signed for the LA Galaxy senior squad after playing last year for LA Galaxy 2 played in a total of 24 games for LA Galaxy 2 had eight shutouts um some amazing saves he's definitely a kid to watch and he could become sort of that player or, or that backup keeper maybe even jumping over Brian Rowe I know there's lots of people Wendy who want to see Brian Rowe get the starting job um mm. I happen to believe that Dan Kennedy is a step above Brian Rowe whenever it comes to I don't think the gap is huge um but 
there's a lot of people thinking that this Dan Kennedy move at $233,000 uh, was his salary last year. At 233 is too much to pay. And then there's criticism saying, well, you didn't give Jaime Pinedo $233,000, so why are you going to take Dan Kennedy for the same amount? And well, uh, we don't know. We don't know what we're taking Dan Kennedy for. I mean, we, his contract with you know his contract in Dallas was for two hundred and thirty three thousand dollars. But remember, Dallas had picked him up from Chivas, so that could be a contract that was negotiated when Dan was twenty eight. Now he's thirty three. Right. So we could be signing him for less. Jaime Pinedo, as I recall, was earning one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year. Dan Kennedy, if he signed for two hundred, it would be essentially in the same ballpark as Jaime Pinedo. I do not believe that Brian. Rowe and Dan Kennedy are equivalent. I don't know if, and I'm assuming that Dan Kennedy's game is still at the same level it was that he when he was playing for Chivas because he was one of the very, very few bright prospects on that team. As, as you recall, it was basically Kugo Torres, Dan Kennedy, Kennedy yeah. it was Tommy McNamara, maybe. I mean, it was, that, that was a very, very sad team its last year, and, and he's a pretty solid goalkeeper. Yeah, he played... And he's been in the league for 10 years. Obviously, he knows what he's doing. And when I was thinking about goalkeepers, I was thinking either him or Tally Hall. Right. Dan Kennedy is about two years older and two inches shorter than Tally, but Tally had a really bad ACL tear in August of 2014, and those injuries, you never fully really know if they've healed. Tally, I mean, yeah, he it, came back after eight months, but, like, I don't know. An ACL tear is really, those cruciate like, injuries are really bad. Yeah, and of course Tally Hall was available in the re-entry draft. We should talk about that. December 11th is when this draft went down. Remember, we have a bunch of drafts for Major League Soccer, so just you know, hang so in there. It's like, it's like so there was a waiver draft. I'll, here, let me give you updated. There's a waiver draft. There was nothing nothing happened in the waiver draft for the LA Galaxy, okay? So you don't have to worry about that. Then we get to stage one of the re-entry draft. Re-entry draft is like free agency without free agency because the players have no choice whether or not they're picked up, but these are guys who basically don't have a contract anymore with, the, with their team. They're out of contract, and so they get put into this re-entry draft, and of course they don't uh, actually qualify for free agency because like three players in Major League Soccer uh, qualify for free agent. By the way, free agents in MLS, if you want to become a free agent in Major League Soccer, you have to be at least 28 years of age ha- and have eight years of MLS service and you must be out of contract and you can't have an ex- uh, an option exercise and then you have the ability to select your MLS club. All right, as, And your as far- salary has a maximum raise limit. And your salary has a maximum raise <laughs> limit and teams can... It's o- not like agency that you get anything that someone's willing to pay no and teams can only sign two free agents from the pool per team so you can only if there's two free agents you want you can only have two and that's it alan gordon is one of the free agents which is why the la galaxy are currently renegotiating with him Uh, kevin baxter reported that the la galaxy feel confident that they can re-sign alan gordon i think alan gordon wants to stay in la i think they just need to figure out what that cost is and as a super stub you have yeah as a super sub you have to kind of understand is one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars too much for a super sub did he deserve a raise he's a u.s men's national team player right now Does, <laughs> well yeah he's, he's a very conquer player so he's capable of playing in god-awful conditions i mean i don't i think that 175 is perfectly fair for alan gordon because even though he only usually plays about 20 minutes you know when he when he comes on at the same time you look at the number of goals he talented i bet if you looked at a per minute ratio of goals scored that Alan Gordon would be one of the you know very (laughs) most prolific goal scorers in MLS because if it's the 80th minute and you need an equalizer or you need to go ahead one and there's a set piece and it's going to be delivered by Giovanni and you're you know you're looking for someone to stand in the box and head it in is there anyone in the league that you would prefer to have there than Alan Gordon no no but it's just a matter of what at what cost I think he's one of those one of those possible contracts you could maybe talk down a little bit because he is super sub um, and he's 34. I mean, yeah, he's, he's he's not young. I mean, he's hey he's hey effective. hey hey hey. 34 is a perfectly <laughs> good age, Wendy. Josh, Josh, I'm your age too. It's okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Whew, that was close. We're I not, didn't listen. We're like we're Robbie Keane. You know, we're that's that's. I mean, think about that. He's an athlete. We're we're still in the, we're still in the prime of our lives. When you look at Robbie Keane, do you see a man who's the same age as you? Because I don't see that at all. I see a man who looks like he's 40 <laughs> or 50 years old. All right, that's what I see. 
I think Robbie Keane plays with the spirit of a teenager. He seems, when I watch him play, he is so spirited. He sort of gallops around the field and he's just having, it looks to me like he's having a lot of fun. So I love, he's one of my favorite players to watch. He's very intelligent. His off the ball movement's so creative and cunning and the way he kind of drifts off the shoulder of players. I just love watching him. He's I, he's never lost the passion for the game, and I love that in a player. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is. He he's just still too damn competitive. Really, is what Robbie Keane is. That's he, a good thing. Come on, it, that's, it, that's... It, up to a certain point, Kobe Bryant's still way too competitive, and it, it's sort of killing you know the Lakers right now because he's like, I can still shoot. Don't worry, keep passing me the ball. It's like when Robbie Keane gets that point, which he's not, then that's going to be the problem. But honestly, I don't see Robbie Keane pass like the. I'll be honest with you. I think 2016 may actually be Robbie Keane's last year with the LA Galaxy. <laughs> I know. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say it to anybody, but I just. I don't know he continues, or if he does, he goes somewhere else and plays. I think he would love to go back and play in Ireland. Yeah. Um, so, but their league, you know, the Irish league is very. I mean, people make fun of MLS. The, the Irish league is very underdeveloped. I mean, that's I, a really. There's no money in Ireland football at all. I think he would have. I don't think he needs the money. I think he would have the pride in going back and playing for Ireland. I, I, you know, I for, think he for, should coach for Ireland. And he what about that? and he very well could do that as well. I mean, flipping that. But the only reason Robbie Keane will coach, and I've said this a million times, is because he won't be able to play anymore. Like he physically won't be able to play anymore. And so until he gets that out of the system, uh, you know, I'm not sure. I would hate to see the LA Galaxy sink more money into Robbie Keane past 2016 2017 knowing that that's going to deteriorate he can't keep it up although god he keeps I doing it every year I'm not going to agree with you every year he scores more goals you I know can't say that he's on a downward trend I know he only, he only stats only get better he is he's really pissing me off with his, he's, his he's consistency a, he's a freak he's a freak he, he really is he is you can't you can't find an, and everybody's like well you need to find more people like Robbie Keane it's like there aren't any you, got, you need <laughs> yeah. to find people like David Beckham there aren't any people like David Beckham there are like a couple there's like Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo and maybe some German guys that's about it I mean as far as upper echelon talent that ever came I don't know how how a MLS team ever gets a how old was Beckham whenever he signed for the LA Galaxy was was about 30 yeah he's 30 years old I don't know how that ever happens again I'll be honest with you well, and, and also the predictive ability of, you know, figuring out whether someone is actually going to be successful in MLS is very difficult. Stephen because Gerard. you can't, you, it's not predicated necessarily on their success in, in Europe. It could be that they were phenomenally successful in Europe and it translates to moderate success in MLS. Or they could have had a yeoman's career, just been journeyman player in Europe. And they do incredibly well in MLS because it requires different skill sets. You have to have, I mean, we've gone through this ad nauseum, but I mean, you know, you really have to be able to adapt. You know, you have to probably, you know, embrace the league probably more than some players do. Steven Gerrard. Um, <laughs> that was that was Wendy's dig at him, not me. Um, yeah, so. Say it. Yes, of course not. Of course not, Wendy. Wink, wink. We know what you're talking about. It's fine. You're in a safe place here. Nobody listens I like anyway. Steven Gerrard. So I mean, he's like a nice guy. So do I, wink, wink. It's fine. <laughs> It's Don't paint me as the villain. No, no, no. Hey, listen, I, we were saying before we started the show, we were talking about Steven Gerrard, and I was like, listen, I actually expect him to have a really good first half of the year for the LA Galaxy. I think he's going to be rested. He's overtraining with Liverpool. You can all yawn and, and wave your hand and all that fun stuff. Um, you, you, however you want to say that, but he's over there training with Liverpool. He's home. He's getting rested right now. Robbie, uh, uh, Steven Gerrard coming in at the first half of this year could realistically play very, very well. After that, I think that his 30, how old is he now? Is he 37? No, he's 35. 35. Okay, so he's just yeah. 35. Well, I mean, he's so much older than 34. Uh, <laughs> 35, you know, 35, 36. I think, I don't know that his body, with as lanky as he is, and he's not really graceful in his running. He's not one of these, like, low-impact guys when he's running. He doesn't glide across the pitch. He hammers it whenever he runs. Um, you know, I think his body, it, it's going to take a lot on a, a big toll on his body basically in the second half. So it's going to be interesting to see how it is, but I, you know, I think a lot of, uh, along with a lot of LA galaxy fans, I don't see him extending his stay past what he does here in 2016. So I think you're going to see the last of Steven Gerrard with the LA galaxy in 2016. Well, so also it really matters when you're comparing positions. I mean, you can't really compare Gerrard and King cause they play different positions. Of course. And for a midfielder, a midfielder spends so much time on the ball. They have to be sort of much more capable of 
running and movement. If you're a if you're a poacher, if you're a Chris Wondolowski, if, if you're even if you're a Robbie Keane, you don't ex, you don't spend so much time on the ball that you need all that athleticism. Yeah, yeah I, and and I agree. You can't compare them. I will continue to do it every show. <laughs> Um, only, only because it's attitude wise, and and with Robbie Keane, yeah. yes, yes, Robbie Keane would, I'm sure, love to fight people in the press over some of the questions that we ask him. And quite honestly, I think I would allow it. Um, I think if you ask a stupid I think question, I would pay to see it. Yeah, yeah, I think if you ask a stupid question, you should be able to get punched in the face by Robbie Keane. It would hurt a lot, um, but I think you know, the, quite honestly, the PR that the LA Galaxy would get out of it would be well worth it. So um, I'm actually going to institute that, and you should start with, <laughs> I think Adam Serrano would be the perfect person to start with. So, that we'll, is perfect. Yes. Let's start. Let's that, start. Please, Rob, let's start that. Robbie Keane needs to start punching reporters, and then Scott French, I think, is, is the next logical <laughs> logical thing, and I love both those guys. So I, I'd probably be third, but only because I'm, I'm an attention whore, and I would like it. So um, there, that's... I, are you kidding? I would pay money for Robbie Keane <laughs> to punch me in the face. I mean, I, that would... I, I would remember that for the rest of my life. I think we cross a line whenever we have women <laughs> do it i'm i'm violence. not i'm not gonna say that there's like a dual standard here except there's definitely a dual standard here all right <laughs> so claudine gets to punch you in the face and i would oh, pay money sweet. for that I could take claudine there we go there we go all right what we're gonna do we're gonna go ahead and take a break we still got a bunch more to talk about um i'm sure it won't devolve any worse than it already has so you can <laughs> you can be well rest assured that we'll we'll pick it up here in this second segment but you're listening to corner of the galaxy on corner of the galaxy.com we'll be right back Corner of the Galaxy. Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Back Pocket Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Kessman, Wendy Thomas with you. We were, uh, Wendy, we were talking off air about about the LA Galaxy's holiday party, which I was I was fortunate enough to uh, to attend, uh, mm-hmm. a great time at the LA Galaxy. Got my the one thing that I was wanted for Christmas. I only wanted one thing for Christmas, and that my son was visiting in town for two weeks. And I'm like, I'm going to go, and I'm going to take you to go see Cosmo, and we are going to get a picture with Cosmo. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. So we got in line, and my son was like, I am not taking a picture with Cosmo. So he's four Why? and a half. He was like, no, that alien scares me. And I'm like, he's fine. He's my best friend. I go, we talk a lot. You're going to love him. I go, just, just come meet him. All right. And he was, he was like, no, no, daddy, I'm not. He's, he looks goofy. I'm like, he loves tacos. You love tacos. This should be easy. Come on. And I'm like, okay, well, then you have to stand in line with me. You have to. And he's like, okay, I'll stand in line with you. I'm like, okay. So we got closer, got closer. It was finally my turn. I went up, gave Cosmo a hug. And he looked at me like, where's, where's my son? Where's Grayson? Because he knew I was coming for the picture. And I said, he's over there. He doesn't want to come see you. So Cosmo, being the wonderful, caring alien that he is, got down on his hands and knees and begged Grayson, my son, <gasps> to come over. And Grayson reached out for that 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 gloved, uh, I don't know, is it like a paw or hand? I mean, it's what what tentacle, whatever Cosmo <laughs> has there. Reached out for it, grabbed it, and I got a great picture with me, my fiance, and Grayson. So all was, of course, saved, and 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 everything was rectified except for the fact that I had to watch the MLS Cup being played on a television screen instead of live, and so that sort of ruined the whole day so there we go maybe your son should be more concerned about the fact that your best friend is an alien that dresses as a taco that taco <laughs> outfit is dead sexy I, mean, I know you were talking about pivot tables earlier and nothing quite gets oh. me excited like pivot as, tables as a, but yeah, but, but cosmo 
Cosmo's the man. If, uh, and for those of you in the chat room, yes, I am going to have Cosmo as a guest. We are working it out. It will happen during now, next season. that's something season. I do want to hear. I yes. want to hear Cosmo. Yes, this is, it's going to be an exclusive. I don't, to my knowledge, nobody has ever interviewed Cosmo um, directly with pointed questions. I plan on bringing them all out, including his relationship with Chiva Fighter. Um, the former Chivas USA mascot who is now defunct. I mean, I think there's some some steamy issues there that we will attack as far as uh, Cosmo and Chiva Fighter. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Cosmo as a guest. Also, possibly on the list of guests is uh, LA Galaxy president Chris Klein. I am I am efforting, as they say. I love saying that. By the way, it's so much fun. I am efforting behind the scenes to get Chris Klein in studio. Uh, for like a half hour show, you guys in can studio, call it he's in studio. Drive his ass he's going to Orange come, County to sit down with he, you. Well, he may he may reside in this general area. So, oh, I see. I so see. it might be okay. It might be close. So I'm working on that, efforting as hard as I can to get him on the show for a half hour. We have a lot of other stuff, some behind the scenes guys that you guys actually helped me out and, and tried to get me some some answers of who you would like to have it on there. Uh, Dan Beckerman was one of them. Um, let's see who else. Uh, oh, oh, Phil Anschutz. I will I will definitely send <laughs> off. That media the request. <laughs> the day when Josh gets to sit down with well, Uncle Phil. That's right. I will fly to Colorado. I will go to Colorado <laughs> to talk to Uncle Phil, and I will call him Uncle Phil. Probably not if I get there. I will not call him Uncle Phil. Definitely not. So anyway, so those are sort of the things that I have planned for the off season. Some things that need to happen. Uh, however, we can make that happen. We'll see how it goes. But we still have a bunch more LA, LA, LA Galaxy stuff to talk about. Um, not including bulletproof coffee. I'm sure Wendy. Uh, Bulletproof Coffee is not Bulletproof something. Fagio. Bulletproof Fagio. He is still on the team, by the way. We wanted to get to this at the very beginning and didn't quite make it. Uh, the LA Galaxy roster, as it stands right now, and I'm going to include two players that have sort of been confirmed slash not confirmed, but nonetheless, we'll, we'll go with it. Uh, AJ De La Garza, Giovanni Dos Santos, uh, Rafael Garcia, Dan Gargan, Steven Gerrard, Juninho, Omar Gonzalez, Baggio, who's Sidish's bulletproof Baggio, uh, Bradford Jamison IV, Robbie Keane, Leonardo, Sebastian Legette, Nacho Maganto, Raul Mendiola, Robbie Rogers, Dave Romney, uh, Brian Rowe, Oscar Sorto, Jose Villarreal, and Giassi's artist. And I remembered everybody's first name, even though I listed it by last name only. So, got that all there. Uh, Clement, uh, Clement Diop is probably going to be on the team. We, we said that. We sort of told you it kind of already happened. and it, it probably, it will. All right, Clement Diop is going to be on the team. Dan Kennedy confirmed by the LA Times. So as long as that goes through, no issues there. There's some name missing, though, Wendy, that you brought up right away and said, where is this person? Who is that name? Yeah, I was wondering where Jack McBean was. All right, so the LA Galaxy released a bunch of players, and the reason that we sort of have the roster and then we have release, and where's Jack McBean, is because Edson Buttle has been released, Tommy Meyer has been released, Brian Perk's been released, Donovan Ricketts has been released, Charlie Rugg, Mika Vernon, Kenny Walker, who signed with FC Cincinnati in the USL. That actually happened before we even knew he wasn't on the LA Galaxy anymore, so that was a surprise. And Andrew Wolverton have also been released, but no Jack McBean. Um, I imagine that Jack McBean is going to be signed by LA Galaxy too. There's no confirmation on that, but that seems the most logical place, Wendy, and I've, I've heard some rumblings that perhaps that might be the case. So, um, I think it makes sense for the LA Galaxy without completely, you know, ruining the career of uh, of Jack McBean. They're able to keep an, a rein on him at LA Galaxy 2. They can still see him play. They can move him up if, indeed, he played really well last year for LA Galaxy 2. I think they're just worried about roster size right now, and there's a chance that even with the roster sort of shaping out, Wendy, that even maybe he could be up with LA Galaxy uh, as well. But that's a homegrown player sort of signing a USL contract, which is not how he has been listed before, if, indeed, all that happens. Yeah, I mean, he played really well in USL last year, actually. Um, but uh, it's obviously it's getting harder and harder to get a senior contract with the LA Galaxy, which is why I was so pleasantly surprised when Clement Diop um, signed. Because I remember last um, when during the USL season, you and I were watching the OC Blues game, and I was yep. just I was you know going back and forth about this guy. He's doing so well. I mean, it would be great to see him move up the ranks and be rewarded for such outstanding performances in the USL playoffs. So. I was really happy to see that he, you know, was acknowledged for his efforts. Yeah, and you the same with Dave Romney through the course of the season. He played well. He yes, gets the he call really up. well. Yeah, so, I mean, you're starting to see 
how the LA Galaxy 2 could possibly feed the senior team, and maybe we don't have that standout star coming that direction yet. Um, Ari Lasseter maybe could be that guy. I, I talked about him uh, recently on a, a podcast I guessed it on. So um, I, I just Do we need strikers? Do we need strikers? I know. That's the problem, right? Well, I mean, Robbie Keane is like 700 years old. No, no more Robbie Keane talk. I know. It's, it's, eventually, he has to stop scoring I would like to see goals. the Galaxy sign something like a fullback or a winger or center back or something like that. I don't think that striker is where we need help. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who gets time and where it all goes. We told you about Alan Gordon, the free agent. We told you it was likely that Alan Gordon will resign. We'll, we'll stick by that until that doesn't happen. We never really got to the math of Omar Gonzalez, though. Omar Gonzalez mm. is probably going to stay with the LA Galaxy, but he needs to take a $200,000 haircut. Now, everybody, yeah, that's sort of the math that Kevin Baxter came up to. Uh, Bruce Arena said, and I quote, we're going to do a new contract with him. That's what our goal is. If we can't do it, then we can't work it out so the choice for omar gonzalez is take a two hundred thousand dollar haircut all right so because he's current guaranteed compensation 1.45 million he needs to be down in around the 1.25 1.2 right in that range because basically he needs to be that max budgeted player at four hundred and fifty seven thousand five hundred dollars that is the increased max budget because it wasn't that much last year so this is the increased max budgeted salary Four players before they uh, basically their entire how, how do you say it? their entire budget for the for the for the cap all right needs to yeah be I mean that would be us using a hundred percent of our TAM on Omar get just signing Omar's contract and that would be if he took a cut from a guaranteed compensation of one point four five to one point two. So I've talked, and you and I have talked, and I think I was pretty clear on the fact that I was ready to get rid of Omar Gonzalez, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, that's... you definitely were ready to get rid of Omar Gonzalez. I, I, I'm i very ambivalent because, on the one hand, I do actually think he's one of the best center backs in MLS, and especially when he, like, is motivated and is in the moment. He's feeling it. Um, and, but, I, you know, you have $1.45 million, that's a, that's a lot of money for a center back who essentially is... You know, he's really he's good for an MLS center back, right. but is he one point four five million good? I know that's and that's sort of what it comes down to. Here's my feeling, and I've and I've one eighty'd probably in the last, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks probably, is that I'm for keeping Omar Gonzalez. I don't think you can get your value. Yeah, for what him. happened I is don't... you had like a Linda Blair moment and decided all of a sudden, no, we're gonna keep Omar. We're gonna Gonzalez. keep we gotta keep Omar. This is why. You, I, I don't... spoke you two months ago, you're like, get, get rid, rid of him. Omar. Get... I'm allowed to use stuff that I see and and opinion that I see generated around me to, to shape my opinion. And in this particular case, it's the fact that I don't think you can get good value for him. You're never going to get, I think, your money back for him right now. I don't think there's any demand for him whatsoever. Uh, it hurts me to sign him at 1.25 if that's what it takes. And the LA Galaxy absolutely have to, even if they trade for more TAM, they have to re-sign him to a contract because that's how TAM is used to sign or re-sign players. You can't just use it to offset an already a contract that's already there or at least that's how the rule reads maybe maybe we're all too narrow in its reading but nonetheless that's what we think it hurts me to pay him that much money but you already sort of made your bed uh you have to lie in it and quite honestly i he he had such a horrible year last year that i can't see him having another year that bad it's sort of like the law of averages he was he was one of the better players in major league soccer at the defensive position for what, three years probably? Three really solid, four, maybe four years really solid, maybe even longer than that? Since 2009, people, he has been one of the solid people. He had a bad year last year. Are we going to throw him out saying that that's, that's going to happen again this year? And well, is- this is a little heretical, Josh. You're making up a little bit, of, rewriting history a little bit. The first half of last year, he actually was really good. He was okay. He was He had great. several. He had several really good games. He did. And, I mean, he trailed off, but it wasn't... It, he definitely did not live up to what you know his potential is. And so that's always a little bit frustrating. Oh, it's super frustrating. And so the fact that he didn't live up to his potential leads me to believe that, you know, what we've seen for him in years past, and even like you, I'll even give you up the first half of the season or the first third of the season, even I, maybe I can concede that first third of the season was that he was, he was really, he was really good. And so saying that he dropped off at the end of the, which he absolutely did, 
Um, you know, I think he, he needs to rectify the situation. He, he needs to come back and he needs to be angry. And, you know, he lost his U.S. men's national team spot. He needs to be upset about that and fight for it. And I think if he does that, he could be really good. Now, if you really want to talk about laws of average, averages and things that people say now that we never thought we would say is that, well, if Leo has the same year that he had last year, him and Omar, Omar good and Leo good could mean that the LA Galaxy defense is exactly back where it is. But what are the chances both of those are going to fire perfectly? I mean, that that's... I see- Still, I still can't wrap my mind around Leo as no, our best can. defensive player from last year. I voted. I know for that's him. how I know that's how the poll came out, but I I still am a little bit awestruck by that. Yeah, Robbie Keane may have been the best best defensive player <laughs> no, last year, scoring <laughs> goals. Keane, definitely. All right, you know, I I just I don't know how you rectify. I don't know how you can count on Leo being good again. And then if see, this is my problem with like, sort of like the, the laws of averages as I see them is that Omar Gonzalez is not going to be as bad as he was last year okay so then that also leads me to believe that leonardo is not going to be as good as he was last year so where do we fall there how does that defense look now that omar gonzalez is better but leo is worse i think you're reading tea leaves a little bit you can't conclude you can't conclude that simply because someone had a year which you know lies outside where you think the standard deviation is for what their performance should be that it's going to regress to the mean it could be that omar is disenchanted with playing in mls or that he's disenchanted with the galaxy or he is enjoying being a father so much that he's not spending time and you can't assume that you know those variables are going to change it could be that he has another off year next year right and so the more pressing question if i was bruce because i always put myself in Bruce's shoes. I imagine are they, I'm Bruce. Are they I'm comfy? Things. Are, are they comfy shoes? Are we loafers? They're, are they like fur I mean, lined? As Bruce, I'm wearing sweats to work. So okay, it's, gotcha. yeah. So, but I imagine, you know, what would I do? And I, I, what I would do is because of the roster rules, just focus on whether you're getting value for money for the player. Leonardo at 150, you're getting great value because, you know, $150,000 is not a high salary for a center back. He performed ably last year. $1.2 million is a huge chunk of change. I told you I was running the numbers and it just makes a huge impact on our salary or on our budget. It just, it knocks all the numbers out of whack. And so, I actually maybe have done the opposite of you. Maybe I've reversed. Maybe I'm now thinking that we should sell Omar. Is, isn't I, that two can, months ago when we talked? I was saying we should, he should keep him, and you were saying we should get rid of him. And now I think maybe we should get rid of him. Isn't that convenient, Wendy? <laughs> People are listening right now and being like, oh, they planned this. That's no, ridiculous. No. They're flip-floppers. This is ridiculous. They wink at each other. They know what's no. going on. This We type no. each other. Yeah, what we do is we type each other messages on Skype as we're talking, and we say, hey, you take this position, and then no, no. none of that happens. This is why no. this is why soccer's so frustrating. This is what you're seeing the frustrations of fans right now, where we go up and down and we ride the roller coaster and it's the off season and we have too much time to think about things. That's quite honest. I blame None the of this LA would Galaxy. Be happening if we had gone to the MLS Cup because all this spare time would have been spent focusing on winning games. But now the LA Galaxy has given its fans too much time to think about, and so now we're just speculating about everything that could happen in the off season. We have we have people. In too the much chat time room, on their hands. yeah, I know we do. We have people in the chat room who also have too much time on their uh, on their hands. Uh, they're asking us. They're telling us, "Sell Omar. He's overrated. He should always be money. The uh, he should always be motivated." Uh, he's. They say he got lazy and and get rid of him. And we need to invest in the midfield. More players like Sebastian Legette who completely fell off a cliff in the second half of the season. Uh, or actually, it's like the last third because he came in and it's like fractions. I'm going to have to do fractions and it's a nightmare for me. Yeah, I wonder what kind of year he's going to have next year because part of me thinks he fell off because he's not accustomed to playing, you know, as a professional because he was playing, you know, for West Ham's under 21 team and they're not, it's not exactly the same level, especially with MLS, such a physical league. But I, he's obviously talented enough. He could have a killer year if he can keep up. And I mean, he's got he, he he seems to have the physique where he should be able to do this. Oh, I knew his physique was going to come into this somehow. <laughs> I could tell as you were talking that your face was getting a little flush. Just talking about Sebastian Legette. I don't. Wendy may have a thing for Sebastian Legette. I'm just. I'm just. I'm probably stating the obvious. A lot of no, you know this. That's so he, off. Base, he okay? is up for the Soshis, which is MLS's social media Soshis. award. Yeah, the Soshis. Best selfie, Sebastian Lejet with the Eclipse. I know if you are following the LA Galaxy, you know all about that. Um, you know, an attractive man, I need to see the full, I was going to say, I need to see the full package next year. <laughs> 
and realized that was not a good choice of words in this particular situation. So I, I'm sure I'll go back and edit that out, Wendy. Don't worry about that. That'll be fine. Please don't edit it out, yeah. Um, I'll fix that. That was embarrassing. Um, <laughs> no, please don't take it out. So, um, yeah. So I just I need to see. I do have a thing. I, you listen, don't, my, you don't heart, need to, yeah. my heart belongs to Robbie Keane. I love, I love Robbie Keane. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, Sebastian Legette is just a. Yeah, go ahead. He's just a player. He's just a player. His career, I'm really looking forward to see develop because he's so tremendously talented. That's all. He is tremendously talented in all Mm. aspects, I imagine. All aspects. Uh, So, anyway, Sebastian. (laughs) So many double entendres. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, (laughs) He plays really. He plays really well. I really like him. Uh, I'll be wiped out. Nobody will know anything of it. I'm going to send out the Men in Black like little things for the people who are listening live. All right. So anyway, back to the show. Um, so anyway, so that's sort of, that's sort of where we stand. It's going to be interesting to see where Omar Gonzalez like sort of fits in, whether or not they can get the contract. I think if they get the contract done with him, then it works out. If not, they have to dump him. And so where they dump him, I mean, it could be a Juan Pablo and hell dump. Which team do you want? We're just going to lay him off. Um, it'll be really, it'll be really telling to see where Omar's head sort of is, whether or not he thinks he he deserves the money that he made last year. Um, and whether or not he's willing to shave that 200000 in order to put together a good team, because that's what's going to have to happen, it looks like. And Kevin Baxter reported on that as well. Um, the LA Galaxy are going to play FC Chirac. This is a game that was played uh, once in 2014 with the LA Galaxy winning in preseason. 2-1 uh, to one at StubHub Center. The LA Galaxy will renew this uh, this rivalry, which actually, I'm going to say rivalry. It's like there's like a common game. It's in the preseason. But it was fun to see last year or excuse me, in 2014, the fans who got to come out and, and support this team, um, the Armenian community got behind uh, FC Chirac. It was fun to see. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think the LA Galaxy need more tune-ups like this, so I expect to see this game and another maybe one or two games possibly in Mexico. That's just me guessing, Wendy, but with the CCL coming up against Santos Laguna, um, I expect them to have to go after some some Mexican talent early in the year in order to sort of get adjusted and get ready for that. So FC Chirac is going to come on January 30th at 7 p.m. at StubHub Center. Tickets are on sale now. You can go to lagalaxy.com forward slash tickets for that game. Um, but the, the interesting news, as I mentioned, Santos Laguna, is that the uh, CONCACAF came out and announced the timing for the LA Galaxy's uh, quarterfinal round here against Santos Laguna. Uh, the first leg will be Wednesday, February. February 24th, 2016 at 7 p.m. Pacific time at StubHub Center. And the second leg is Tuesday, March 1st, 2016 at 7 p.m. Pacific time. That is at Estadio Corona Torreon. It's all taking place in Torreon, Mexico. Uh, that's where Santos Laguna plays in a stadium that holds about 30,000 people. So it, I was worried whenever I first looked up the stadium, Wendy, that it was going to be some massive um, stadium that the LA Galaxy wouldn't be able to handle. But even at 30,000, 30,000 angry, rabid fans uh, who really won't like the LA Galaxy and will not want to lose with them, it's going to be a really, really big game for the LA Galaxy. And it's good that we have dates now that we can start to focus on. Yeah, I mean, that's really going to be difficult. As anyone knows who followed Montreal's um, you know, pursuit of the CCL championship last year, we're in a position where we're playing you know, teams that are already mid-season when we're in our preseason, it's a huge challenge. And it's only exacerbated when you consider that it is really hard to go to Mexico and get a result with the atmosphere that they create down there. On the other hand, it's, you know, we do need to start stepping up and considering ourselves, you know, you know, as the type of team that could win the CCL. And the only way to do that is to challenge yourself to do it. I mean, I I personally am of the belief that the way that you, you know, progress in things is by having a lot of ambition. And if the Galley Galaxy is going to be an ambitious club, then they, this is the kind of thing that they're going to have to step up and do. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, it, it's sort of the result of the LA Galaxy maybe not getting the perfect results there at the end of their uh, their group stage. The LA Galaxy finished fifth in the rankings, which puts them up against the number four ranked uh, Santos Laguna. Uh, and quite honestly, if the LA Galaxy advanced past that, they would play the winner of Club America, who finished first in the rankings, and the Seattle Sounders, who finished eighth. I think that Santos Laguna just signed Villafana from Portland, Portland. who just won the MLS Cup. He did an unbelievable job in the final. So we could potentially be facing a former left back for Portland, uh, Villafana. Yeah, because Portland wasn't in the CCL, so he's not 
cup tied as far as I know, so everything looks like that would line up for that. So it'll be interesting to see how he fits in down there. Uh, of course, we'll have lots to build build into that particular uh, rivalry and, and everything that's going on. It's going to be fun to see how how hyped it is and, and what StubHub Center looks like on uh, that Wednesday, February 24th. So uh, get your tickets whenever they come out. I'm not sure they're being sold yet, but whenever they do, get your tickets. You're going to want to be there. Um, my guess is that season ticket holders are going to get this game. Uh, I, haven't, I, I haven't gone back to look at the press release to see if that's the case, but my guess is that's probably how it's all going to come out, um, even, if, uh, even if it wasn't stated in the press release and I missed it. The other thing I guess that we still have to talk about, we could talk about uh, some of the rumors that we've still heard. Um, is there anything out there? I think we talked a little bit about Giassi Zardis, right? Zardis was linked to Reading, which in theory would have made some sense, maybe because there's two other youth and full national team players there that he knows who maybe that would have been good. Andrea Novakovic, who plays for their under-21 team, and Danny Williams. But as it, you said, Steve Clark was sacked. Um, and I think that when the manager gets sacked, that's kind of a red flag in terms of signing with the club. The other club is Gank in the Belgian Pro League, which is a good team uh, in that league. I'm, you know, I'm I'm fine with the idea of players going abroad and and you know soaking up the experience of playing in a more technical or tactical league. I think that's very you know interesting if it's something you want to do. Giassi seems to me to be a real hometown boy who is very devoted to his family. He really loves having his family around him and I know that you know he's born and raised in Hawthorne California 15 minutes from the StubHub Center if that was something that he wanted then I would I would say great do it but if if it's if it's not something that you really want to do I don't know if I would commit myself to it that being said, if someone made a $3 million offer for him, I would sell, sell him yeah. sell him in a hot second. Yeah, I, that's why I don't think there's a $3 million offer on the table. If there was yeah. a $3 million, I think he would be sold and it would it would be gone and, and that would be that. Because I don't know that you're ever going to get that type of offer again if, if indeed you get it. It's just sort of the, it's just sort of the way it works. I mean, uh, Jared Dubois, who's the co-host here all the time, will always say sell high. Sell high, sell high, sell high. Um, if you're going to sell high on Jossie's artist getting all that U.S. men's national team exposure last year, I think this is the year. Of course, he could come out and have a year like he had with uh, Landon Donovan, Robbie Keane feeding him balls, and he's scoring like crazy and putting balls in the back of the net. He could, his stock could rise even more, so that's interesting. The other off-the-wall rumor that uh, that apparently has been around, this is one of those where I, I get into a crazy sort of voice to, to tell everybody about because it is so wacky, I'm, I'm not quite there, but Lloyd Sam coming to the LA Galaxy from the New York Red Bulls. All right, and all we'd have to do to sell, all we'd have to send over in exchange would be Bradford Jamison the fourth. Wendy, do you make that deal? <clears throat> uh, you do not make that deal. That's right. Nobody, nobody makes that deal. It doesn't even make sense. It's one of those like you, you hear at, at people call into radio shows and they like propose these ridiculous trades. Okay, okay, I got it. I'm going to give you Dima Kovalenko for Landon Donovan. Straight up, man. It's like. <laughs> It's like where? What kind of seriously, dude? Put down this the weed in Santa Monica. Calm down. <laughs> I know it's like whoa. Let me think about that. No, okay. Next, next caller. Thank you very much. But anyway, so that's that's the other rumor I've sort of seen out there. Um, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo to the LA Galaxy in 2017. Oh, God. I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna just. I'll, I'll say it now, and then whenever it doesn't happen, I will. I will say it again for the next year, and I'm just gonna say it every year until it happens. Uh, but I do think it would be a nice kick to the groin region of LAFC if the <laughs> LA Galaxy were to land Cristiano Ronaldo in 2017. LAFC really wants to sign CR7. I am not a huge fan of this idea of Cristiano Ronaldo coming to MLS, <laughs> as I was telling Josh, we've had this conversation yes. where um, I find it unlikely that a player who is willing to ball out Gareth Bale when he doesn't get a pass is going to have a ton of sympathy uh, to work with young 18 to 20 year old inexperienced players in MLS and be like a really generous, thoughtful leader to them, which is sort of what DPs, that's one of their functions. I mean, I know what you're going to say, Josh, is but the branding, CR7, he's going to blow it up. He's I, gonna... I would say this as well to you. You just hate fun, probably. I mean, <laughs> don't, don't hate we, fun. We have... He is a genius, genius, brilliant player. He is one of the most mesmerizing football players I've ever seen in my life. Right. That being said, when he opens his mouth, I feel nauseous. He's a walking human brand. I have no sense that there's a human soul inside of him beyond anything which feeds 
feeds his ego. It's and not- so in MLS, which is a league which is based on collective sentiment, which is based on teamwork, which you, you need to have a really solid dynamic in MLS where you work well with others. He is a star. He should be at a team which is built around him and which will worship him. Um, here's, here's the thing is you already have a player in Robbie Keane who yells at everybody. Um, now I don't think the work, but it's not about I, I, yelling. I, it's about whether you're trying to be productive right, and, right. you know, Robbie Keane's trying to develop players. Look at what he's done. He's developed players really well. He yells at them, but he cares about it. CR7 is just about like serving his own endless appetite for, you know, you know, collecting trophies and goals and esteem. And it's just, I just can't imagine seeing him in LA Galaxy. It could happen. I could be just way off. I just can't see it. I just can't see it right now. We need a a Corner of the Galaxy t-shirt that says, Kino, he yells because he cares. (laughs) Right? I I want that. I think he does. I I think he does. I think you just don't want any more sexiness to compare with your Robbie (laughs) Keane or your Sebastian Legette right now. So... Um, which, by Dude, the way, is straight up. I would take Sebastian Legette over CR7. Really? I think the abs yes. are the same, right? The abs I, this are the is same. not close. This, this is, is not close. Okay. Sebastian Legette no. is so. He is so. Sebastian Legette, when you see pictures of him, it is like a caricature of someone trying to, you know, draw a picture of someone who is hot. Is, if you were telling the artist, you would say, Whoa, man. This, this is. Bring him, you are going overboard. You're making him too perfect. This is. You're not. You're going. No one's going to believe that this guy actually exists. He is so beautiful. This is the problem. See, this is what. We're going to get crap now because we've gone into this, like, stereotypical discussion about hot looking. And then I, cut it out. Then cut it out. If not, if, I, I don't care. I mean, it's not like I'm the only one who's noticed it. Okay, I would it's say like me and the I would rest say of the it was me. Population. I would say it's me who notices it all the time. <laughs> the man is drop dead sexy. Along with Robbie Rogers, we have we have like the sexiest team in Major League Soccer. Nobody holds a candle to the LA Galaxy in terms of sexiness. Josh, Josh is super secure in his masculinity. I, I just no, like to say I have no problem saying that another man is I. I look in the mirror, and what I see is not what I see when I look at the LA Galaxy. That's for damn sure. All right, I'm 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 okay with that. I mean, I'm gonna try to diet. Maybe I'll try running a little bit, but I don't think I'll be. I don't think I'm ever gonna do like crunches like Seb does in order to get that. That no, but we that we could pack. one day CCR seven in MLS, yes. and he could. Um, I sus I suspect he would go to LAFC. No, but he could incorrect. come to LA Galaxy, incorrect. and I think that he definitely would. Either I think he definitely is either going to. LAFC or LA Galaxy. I can't see him in New York, Miami, any other team. No, no, you can't. You can't. It doesn't work. All right. That's it. We should stop. We should stop that. We, we all just need to take a we all need to. We need to go on Instagram and look at some of the pictures of the LA Galaxy players and calm down <laughs> a little bit. Put on your favorite, you know, Adele music, who's going to be playing concerts in LA coming up in August, Wendy, just in case you were worried about getting tickets. They're coming out soon. So I'm just saying I'm going to be in line for those. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Basically, again, as the show goes, we'll wait until there's more news. The second stage of the reentry draft is coming up on Thursday, December 17th. This is the difference between stage one and stage two is stage two is you have the ability to negotiate with the player on their contract. Instead of stage one was basically you have to take the player's option um, as the contract. So there's no negotiation there. Not a lot of players were picked up. Just two in the uh, in the first stage of that. And that was FC Dallas. Uh, FC, FC Dallas acquired former Portland Timbers forward Max Rudy and then Sporting Kansas City selected ex-Chicago Fire goalkeeper Alec Kahn. So those were the only two that sort of got picked up. This second round should be a lot more interesting. However, I don't think the LA Galaxy are going after anybody. They may. I, I don't know. But uh, we'll see if there's anything there. I think the LA Galaxy will pick 12th in this uh, second stage of the re-entry draft. So it's something to keep an eye on there. We will do shows whenever there's news if you're looking or want to write for corner of the galaxy we are looking for people to join to the team for 2016 it's a great experience um we have some great people there are some perks to it as well so if you want to you can email me corner of the galaxy at gmail.com i will give you all the information you don't have to be a professional writer although if you are come on over i'm not going to kick you out um, but please come to uh, come to Corner of the Galaxy or email us at cornerofthegalaxy at gmail.com and uh, we can talk and we can see if maybe you can fit in and write some articles for us at the website cornerofthegalaxy.com as Wendy does as well. I'm sure we'll be stressing Wendy out a lot this season, so that'll be fun as well. Uh, anything else, Wendy, you want to say before we get out of here? No, I just can't wait for the season to start. 
it's going to be a while. You, you're going to have I'm twiddling my thumbs, and I, I don't really like it. You're going to have to. You're going to have to wait a little bit, and that's going to be that's going to be a little bit painful. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know what else to tell you. It's just going to be it. All right. Go ahead and tell people where they can find you, and then we'll get on out of here. I write for American Soccer Now and Corner of the Galaxy, and you can find me at on Twitter at Bartsblon. Definitely follow Wendy on Twitter. Good stuff. Uh, she's way smarter than me, too, so you definitely need to do that. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jgesman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, of course, at Galaxy Podcast on Twitter. Uh, go to cornerofthegalaxy.com forward slash live. You can catch all of our shows live right there. There's a chat room there. You can talk to us. We will talk back to you. We will answer your questions. You can call in. There's all sorts of fun stuff. We're going to increase your interaction with us as much as possible in 2016. That is our goal. That is our referendum that we are running on. We're going to do our best to do that. So that's what we're going to do. The LA Galaxy starting to put, put everything together, starting to look like a little bit more like a team. We will have more shows as more news comes through. Look for that Dan Kennedy announcement coming out later this week. For Wendy Thomas, I'm Josh Gessman, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.